Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. So this is the second half of a two-part series all on stress reduction. And as I mentioned in the last episode, please be sure to check out Stress Management 101, which is episode 58, where I go into ways that we are all thinking that may not be serving us moving forward in our careers in terms of stress. So check out that episode. If you have not already listened to the first part of this series, please go back and listen to that one. I would actually recommend that you go back and to listen to that one first, because I do share some really good strategies and some boots on the ground tips for you all to be able to manage your stress. And this episode is going to be a bit more on the unconventional side of stress management, but I do think that these things are important, especially for us as assistants, and especially when it comes to managing our stress, when it comes to reducing our stress, when it comes to really taking care of ourselves and making sure that we are standing in our power and that we are also not burning ourselves out as well. So the first strategy I'm going to share or talk about today or the first kind of tip for you all is to be careful what you own. So I realize that this is a generalization, but most executive assistants have high levels of empathy, which means that we can tend to take on others' state of being. There have been times in my career where I've been sitting at my desk and I've been feeling anxious about something. Be like, what is this? Where is this anxiety coming from? And then I realize that my executive is stressed about something or he's anxious about something. And by the very nature of being empathetic and just by the very nature of being in my executive's world and life, I just ingested that, right? And so I want to point this out as a real dynamic and offer that you can gently hand that stress back to your executive. It will not serve the relationship to carry that for them. And so that's the first kind of thing I want you to think about when it comes to stress. Is that stress yours or are you carrying others' stress or is it both? So another thing too that I just want to point out with regards to all of this is that when you are solutions oriented, you can tend to take on things that you shouldn't and try and fix things that you shouldn't that are not in your lane to fix. And I see this happen a lot with executive assistants because it's hard to know where that line is sometimes. But here's the reality. What's yours to own are your thoughts, feelings, and actions, right? What is your executive's to own is his or hers thoughts, feelings, actions. So trying to solve for someone else's emotions or taking those emotions on won't serve you because typically when we're stressed, It also affects how we think about things. It also affects how we show up. We generally stunt our creativity when we are stressed because we're in fight or flight mode, because we are in go mode. We don't slow down long enough to allow ourselves to consider all the options, to think outside of the box with regards to solutions and everything of that nature, right? So I do want us to be aware of these things. 
And here's the reality. You can't fix what was never yours in the first place. I'm going to say that again. You can't fix what was never yours in the first place. The only emotional state that you can fix is your own. You cannot fix someone else's emotional state. So this will go a long way in reducing our stress if we are aware of it. The problem for most of us is that we aren't aware that we're either ingesting our executive stress or we're trying to minimize their stress. But here's the deal. I say this all the time on this podcast. Life is going to be 50% awesome and 50% challenging. And actually allowing your executive the space to have a crappy day and have that not mean anything about you or not ingesting that crappy day is something that you need to take on yourself and you need to fix is a first step in actually adding more value to your executive and showing up at a higher level of support for him or her. So that is my first strategy when it comes to stress reduction for this episode today is to really pay attention. Are you owning something that isn't yours to own? Are you trying to solve a problem that you don't need to solve? Is there a part of your executive's role that they don't like doing and you're hesitant to bring it up with them because you're afraid that you're going to upset them or you're afraid of how they're going to react to it or you're afraid to disappoint them? The reality is, is that we are here to serve the work and serving the work means that we're going to have to bring things up with our executive that they don't exactly like or that isn't fun for them or that doesn't bring them joy to do. And that is just the reality of our roles. I'll never forget, I was working for this executive one time and this person had really smelly feet. And I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but this person was going to be in closed door meetings with clients all day. And I had an associate come out and tell me, oh, this person her like their feet is just it's not good (laughs) so I had to go in and have a talk with this person and let me tell you that talk was awkward but and I know it wasn't comfortable but I could have totally chose to avoid that because it would have made them uncomfortable but then I wouldn't have been serving the work I wouldn't have been serving the company I wouldn't have ultimately been serving her right so just think about these things as you kind of navigate your careers and as you navigate relationships with your executive and as you remind them to do things or as things come up and you need to have conversations with them about things that aren't going to be fun for them. We all have parts of our role that suck and that's true for them too. And we can't make that part go away for them and we can't fix it for them as much as we would like to. That is a reality of the situation. So really being aware of those things that are up to us to fix, and then releasing the things that aren't up to us to fix. It's our job to make sure that our executives know that the steps they need to take, they know the tasks they need to handle, that that they're aligned with what their role is, and that they take action on those things. And whenever we try to figure out a better way to say it so that they won't be as upset, or they won't be frustrated, or they won't, or they're going to like to do the job more, I just don't think that that is a part of our job. Now, I'm not saying to be rude or 
come at them frustrated or not be empathetic towards that. We can totally be empathetic towards those things that they aren't going to want to do or to, towards their state of being, or if they show up grumpy to the office, we can totally have empathy for that. But when we recognize that that isn't ours to own, that relieves us of so much stress that we're carrying around that is so unnecessary and won't actually serve us. It does not actually serve you to own someone else's state of being or someone else's stress. So that's the first strategy I have when it comes to stress reduction. Is that stress yours? Are you worried about your executive getting frustrated by having to do a task or having to take care of a situation? And you're taking that on yourself to try and navigate and solve for them Or are you showing up in the fullness of your power and sharing with them the things that they need to do in order to advance the business or in order to move things forward? And also realizing, while realizing that they may not like it, but that's just the job. So that is my first strategy in this episode. It's kind of unconventional, but I really want us to pay attention to this because we do own so much stress that is so unnecessary. The second strategy for for this episode is making time for what brings you joy. So as you recall from episode 64, which is all about the burnout spiral, one piece of what goes into that spiral is disconnection from yourself. And that disconnection from yourself happens as a result of not setting the boundaries you need to set in order to make time for what fills you up and brings you joy. I think sometimes we lose sight of ourselves. And we lose sight of those things that feel trivial or silly to us, but they actually bring us joy. And I really want us to come back to those things because those things are what keep us grounded. And those things are what cause us to create a work-life integration that we love and that fills us up and brings us joy. We actually have to carve out time for those things and be intentional with how we utilize our time so that we can really tap into those things that bring us joy. They are not trivial. So I love to dance. I also love to do yoga. I also love to go for walks. And lately, I have not been doing any of those things. And I've noticed I've been getting a little bit testy. (laughs) I've been feeling a little bit more stress and I'm like, oh my gosh, of course I am. I'm not really being mindful of how I'm utilizing my time. I'm not actually being mindful of whether or not I get up and go for my walks or runs. I'm not actually being mindful of how I spend my day and how I can carve out time to create more time for yoga. But those things actually keep me grounded. Those things actually bring me joy. And so I need to do a better job of carving out time for those things, which those things tend to fall by the wayside, especially when things get crazy busy. And that's okay. It's okay for a season. But I really want us to be clear about what that season looks like and about a start date and an end date so that you know that as we're nearing the end time, end period of that crazy season, that we're going to then schedule the time on our calendars to be able to show up for yourself in a new way, show up for yourself in a way that makes sense with regards to what brings you joy. So also thinking about your work-life integration, by the way, I do not like the word balance because we all have a varying degree of work-life integration that feels good to us. And I just don't think that life is 50-50 in terms of the balance of work and play and all the things. 
But actually being intentional about the work-life integration that you create will go a long way in reducing your stress. Because I love to work. I genuinely do. It brings me so much joy. I love to ideate different ways to help you all. I love to ideate different trainings for you all. I love to network. And so I can bring in different trainers for my group coaching program and which my one-on-one clients also have access to. I love all of that. And yet sometimes that integration piece can tend to get a little muddy. And so being really clear on what you want your work life to look like, what you want your home life life to look like, and figuring out an integration that works well for you will go a long way in making sure that you're making time for what brings you joy and reducing stress. So I think it's also important in this section to talk about your values. So spend time thinking about your values. If you aren't quite sure where to start with what brings you joy, or if you aren't quite sure to start with how you want to integrate work and your life together, Really get clear on what you're currently valuing and ask yourself if your life is aligned with your values. And if it is, that's great. And if it's not, figure out if there aren't some subtle adjustments that you can make to bring your life back into alignment with your values. And as a part of this, I also feel like it's really helpful to get clear on your priorities. Now, normally when assistants talk about getting clear on their priorities, we talk about getting clear on the priorities at work as a way to kind of stay off stress, as a way to kind of organize our thoughts and to organize our workload. And I spoke about excellent time management in the last episode as a strategy to reduce stress. It was kind of my oddball tactic in the last episode, amongst other things. I had like deep breathing and meditation and all that stuff in the last episode. And time management was the one piece that I feel like will really reduce stress. And it was kind of my oddball thing in last week's episode. So if you've not listened to that episode, please go back and do. But I do think that it's also good to get clear on your priorities in your personal life, like in your life as a whole, looking holistically at your life. What priority level do you want to give work versus family versus friends versus other things that you like to do. Really gaining clarity on what the priorities are in your life will go a long way in properly placing work in your life, on properly aligning your life so that you feel like you spend more of your time doing what brings you joy. More often than not, we kind of we end up pushed around by our circumstances and we end up taking care of everyone else. Everyone else is a priority and we tend to fall by the wayside. But if you can get clear on what you want your priorities to be and clear on where you land in the priority list, and if you are feeling a little burnt out or a little resentful, I will say that it's probably time to land a little bit higher on your priority list so that you know that you're taking care of yourself you're managing stress well, and you're also making sure that you're staying out of that burnout spiral that I spoke about earlier. As a part of all of this, especially as a part of making time for what brings you joy, you'll likely have to set some boundaries with yourself. You'll likely have to say, I need to be done at five. I need to be off and I just need to leave. I just need to step away (laughs) so that I can have time in the evening to go for a walk, so that I can have time in the evening to go to happy hour with my girlfriends. Whatever it is that you think, whatever it is that will actually help you and will bring you joy. 
But you're kidding yourself if you think you can say yes to everything, put everyone ahead of yourself, and still have time for yourself. If you're just if you're just the crumbs at the end of the day, if that's all you get in terms of space and priority that you give yourself, I'm telling you, it's a recipe for increased stress, and it's also probably a recipe for landing and burnout. So this is what I have for you guys today. I do hope you find it helpful. I just want to see you guys be successful in life as well as in your careers. There's a lot of good information about out there around how to level up in your careers. My brand is called The Whole Assistant for a reason. <laughs> it's because I want you to be whole humans first and have this high value, high functioning, amazing career as well. So I hope you find this episode helpful. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie, A-N-N-I-E, at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.